0: Hello and welcome to the New to Canada podcast, the show that shares honest, real-life stories and insider info from internationals living in Canada. I am your host, Kate Johnson, and I made the big move from England to Canada in 2017 after falling in love with a Canadian. Join me as I chat with fellow newcomers and learn all about where they are from in the world, why they chose Canada as their new home, and the lessons they've learnt along the way. It's great to have you. This week's guest is the perfect example of throwing caution to the wind and yelling, why not when faced with life-changing opportunities. If you need some serious career inspiration, this is the episode for you. Bell has over 15 years of experience working with the most innovative tech brands such as Spotify, Netflix, Airbnb, Uber, and TikTok.
1: There were two things in the ad that I would say like a deterring factor for me to apply, but obviously it was a tech PR job and it had zero tech experience. And there was also, it also required a person um, to speak Mandarin Chinese. And that was not, not a language that I spoke. However, I still sent my CV because I was just like, you know what, why not? The worst that could happen is that they're going to ignore it. So I sent it over. Three days later, recruiter wants to have coffee with me. Don't let the job description deter you, right? Like from doing things that like you want to do because yeah, like, like I could have just not sent in my CV, right? Like I wouldn't have found the job of my dreams.
0: Throughout her life, Belle has jumped at the chance to move to countries that she knew nothing about and this year moved to Toronto with her husband and teenage daughter. We chat about her impressive career, her advice for chasing your dream job, her new Why Not podcast, family life in Canada, and more. Let's start the show.
1: Hi, Abel. What's up?
0: Hi,
1: Kate. Uh, thanks for having me here today. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. I'm so happy you're here. How are you finding your new place in Toronto? You just recently moved, right?
1: Yes. We moved uh, actually, like, a mu- has it been a month? Yeah. Like, uh, time flies <laughs> when you're. We've actually uh, moved into this place. Like, uh, we found this place immediately after our quarantine. Um, so it's right in the heart of downtown Toronto. I'm um, in the entertainment district. Oh, fun. It's a really fun. Um, um, exciting place with lots of uh things to do around here um especially like uh, when the world heals um and yes <laughs> yeah like uh, really thankful that like we found this place too
0: yeah oh so lucky especially you know just as that you know you, you had your mandatory quarantine i'm sure when you landed and then you very quickly found a place to live that's so impressive
1: <laughs> yeah we literally went on a house like house hunting tour the day after quarantine like with our agent like so we did Uh, You know, like a bit like a walkthrough of all like places. Um, And this was like the second house that we saw. And uh, yeah, like we made an offer in a a few days and we got it. And yeah, like super thrilled um, and and delighted uh, to have found this place, um, you know, like uh, in the heart of uh, in in the heart of the city, uh, right in the middle of the pandemic.
0: Yeah. Oh, great. So you're with your husband, and do you have any children?
1: Yes. Uh, So uh, I'm with my husband, um, who's also moved uh, with me uh, from Singapore, and then like uh, have my daughter um, who is in grade ten, and. uh, yeah, so she's taking on like classes right now. Oh,
0: cool. So what do you recommend to do in in your area downtown Toronto? So you're in the entertainment district. So give us a couple places that I'm sure <laughs> you've been here a month and it's it's kind of pandemic times, but have you found any any cool recommendations for for the area?
1: Yeah, I've actually found uh, some really cool, like I would say because I love food, um, me like, and my family are big foodies. Um, so I've actually found a really great pizza place, um, like two blocks away. Um, it's called General Assembly Pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, uh, that's definitely like one of those like really good places uh, to check out. Um, I think like uh, they also have takeout, um, they also have pizza kits um, so, oh, so that's fun. good. Oh, So
0: cool. So you can make it as a family and, and kind of do an activity together. That's such a good yeah, idea. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And then like you, I think like just a few blocks away too, um, there's also a Philly a Philly cheesesteak place. Um, I'm trying to like scan and try to remember the name of it, but like it's actually um owned by some by a person from philadelphia as well i grew up in philadelphia so the philly cheesesteak there is very legit uh and uh, legit. yeah like I said, it's also like a few blocks away from here and like they also offer takeout and uh, delivery as well so those are like two good food places that i've actually managed to try uh like within the span of the few weeks that i've been here
0: Wow, that's awesome! You're so you're just my spirit animal, I think, because I would be the same. Like, you go to a new place, you have to scout out my favorite restaurant, my favorite place to get pizza. Like, you just have that's the priorities for the area. Yeah, you have know, to.
1: <laughs> I I already got the name. Sorry, I I kind of like was trying to like rack my brain. L Style Sammys is the name of the Philly cheesesteak oh, okay. place. Um, so they really serve a mean like a big one, um, big Philly cheesesteak, and it's yeah. amazing.
0: Oh, I'm hungry now. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have to say, I am a huge fan. I feel like I'm going through a little bit of a fangirl moment. I've been looking forward to meeting you all week. I absolutely love your podcast, Why Not?, and the whole premise behind it and your addictive energy. So thank you so much for coming on the show and spending some time with me.
1: I'm really delighted to be here, actually, like, um, and it's great to um, also be a guest on a podcast for a change. Um, right. Like, uh, so basically, <laughs> like, this is a bit of a reverse uh, situation, so I'm really glad have been picked among like people who replied to you um, yeah. on your message of asking for guests. Um, so thanks so much for, be, for actually like extending this opportunity to me.
0: Yeah, it's going to be lots of fun. I can already tell. <laughs> so um, why don't you share a little about your podcast? Why not? And uh, why you started it?
1: Yeah. Um, so my podcast is called Why Not the Podcast. Um, it was also launched um, back in September 2020 it it was like of some sort of pandemic project but at the same time it wasn't as well um because actually um that was like something that i've been meaning to do um, but like unfortunately i've had such a busy work schedule i travel a lot for work only during when the pandemic came that i was grounded um for months and months on and without seeing an airport was i able to like really sit down and put something together and Uh, When I was, uh, you know, like kind of think having to think about like what kind of podcast am I going to really launch, I thought that it would be good um, a good opportunity for me to communicate um, and share like stories of people um, that kind of resonated with my own personal philosophy, which is all about jumping on the deep end, basically having that streak of daredevil spirit in your everyday life and embracing possibilities um, amid uncertainty, Um, and so one of the biggest North stars that I have in my life is actually a guiding question, which is why not? Um, And so I think like every decision I've made, every pivot that I've made in my life, um, at least like in the most recent years has been guided by this question. And I thought that I would seek out people who have embraced their various why nots in different ways. Um, And so Yeah, like uh, that was something that I thought I would be able to share and talk about like really confidently and like something that people would find value in as well the season the first season just wrapped up with me and my husband actually talking about how we're embracing our you know like like our latest why not together which is like really moving away uh from a country that we've lived in for the past 10 years so yeah, yeah.
0: oh there's so many possibilities with that question my favorite line from your show's introduction is that you did touch on it but It helps us inject some inspiration and a dash of daredevil spirit into everyday life. Oh, that's so awesome. And it's so true. That question, why not, is really powerful. Like you said, it's an invitation to push ourselves out of our comfort zones and really just go for it and grab all the opportunities that we can. So yeah, it's super relevant to moving abroad. And um, yeah, you've only been here a month um, and you obviously asked yourself why not. And now you're here and adjusting to a new life in Canada. So yeah, I'm really excited to, to get your two cents
1: absolutely let's get right on it
0: awesome amazing so let's start off as usual uh learning a little about where you are originally from so you were born and raised in the philippines tell us about that
1: yes uh yeah so pretty much spent like the first two decades of my life um in the philippines uh probably born and raised in the philippines um the philippines is in southeast asia um, it's a country that's made up of over seven thousand islands. Um,
0: yeah, I was gonna say that. I put that in my notes. I was like, seven thousand islands. What?
1: Yes, wow. massive. So it's such a really like I would like that and that group of islands, like it's an archipelago. Um, it's actually like a really diverse, like also makes up for a diverse array of communities and languages. Like one part speaks a language. Um, it's not a dialect, it's a, like a real full language, mm-hmm. like people from other islands won't be able to understand that. Wow. And so like, it actually like really makes up for like a diversity of not only languages, but cultures, like cuisines, like customs and traditions. And so like, it's such a really, you know, like it's, it's a very colorful country. Um, And I think like what I love the most about the Philippines and I miss the most too would be. Um, there's like the, the world's most beautiful beaches that I'm not biased, I think like are <laughs> actually in the Philippines. They're more underrated than like beaches in, I don't know, like Bali or, or Thailand. But I would say that like, they're the most prist- pristine beaches, like made up of, uh, you know, like blue waters, like powder, fine white sand. And yeah, like, uh, I think, like, that's li- really, like, one of the, I would say, the draws of living in a tropical country like the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, just in terms of, you know, I would say the like, community as well is that, like, I think, like, P- Filipinos, you know, naturally, like, hospitable, like, as people. Um, they really embrace, like, the concept of, you know, like, community um, and family. Um, that Those are, like, really big things for them. Um, And so, like, you know, like, whenever, like, there's a visitor or, like, whenever there's a foreigner, like, this person will be very much welcomed in the community. Um, People are very warm, um, very generous with their resources, like, even though, like, it's more of a, you know, like, not a lot of people have a lot of resources. And so that's, like, one of the best things that, like, you know, like, people have there. Um, They have that kind of, like, community spirit. Um, And I think, like, there's also, I would say, like, Philippines is not as developed as, first world countries um and so that yeah. being said like has equipped like a lot of people like i would say, like myself included as well like with the natural resilience right. to sort yes. of like overcome adversity or have the will to overcome adversity um in certain situations and i think like that's also like one of the good things about growing up in in a country where you don't have a lot of like the resources um that you know, like, is like provided uh, to you. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, that'd be a, Yeah, I, I definitely see that. So what was your childhood like growing up then? Were you, um, did you have difficult circumstances growing up? Or were you quite lucky? with?
1: Yeah, I, I would say I had a really happy childhood. Um, I, I wish I had a more exotic childhood growing <laughs> up, like right beside the beaches. But now I was city girl. Um, I grew up um, in the suburbs of Manila, uh, which is a capital city. So it's basically like, let's say the GTA, um, like if we were going to have like, a, you know, like like a more of an analogy here. Um, so I grew up there. I had a relatively peaceful, like upbringing, happy childhood. Um, but I think like one of the like obviously defining episodes in my life happened when I was 12. Um, when my dad um, unexpectedly died from a heart attack. Oh
0: no, I'm so sorry to hear that.
1: Yeah, I think like, uh, well, he's been away, he's been, uh, he's been gone now for, for many decades, but like, I still miss him every day. Mm-hmm. Um, But at the same time, I'm also thinking like, just looking back at that episode of my life, like it was such a defining episode. And I think like that really like helped forge me to the person that I am right now, like just in terms of. Being very determined and being very, I would say, like really embracing inter- uncertainty in a way, because I know that like no tomorrows are guaranteed for us, and so like you have to make the most out of every decision and everything that like you kind of set your head onto. So, so yeah, I think like when he when he passed away, um, that was like really like such a defining moment for me, and ever since, like you know, I kind of took it upon myself at the time to you know, after your childhood was shattered like that, like you just take it upon yourself to be like, kind of be the responsible person. Um, I was the eldest among, uh, you know, like my siblings. And so I thought that like, you know, I'm going to step up and kind of like that kind that episode kind of helped like force me to grow up in, in a way. And then, yeah, like, uh, you know, like kind of been uh, fortunate to have been provided, um, some opportunities like in school that was good. Um, and you know, I eventually graduated um, from the top university in the Philippines.
0: Yeah, fantastic. So you, so you stayed in Manila for the first kind of couple decades of your life. You, mm-hmm. you never, you never had that beach life. <laughs>
1: I, I did uh, have the beach life like on weekends like I would go to like different places but yes I was more of a, I grew up a, a city girl like uh, yeah yeah yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah I didn't make it over to to the Philippines I spent a lot of time in Southeast Asia um but I didn't go that far east I just kept going south so from kind of Thailand Malaysia Indonesia which is such a shame in hindsight because yeah it looks so beautiful there and all those islands and um, yeah that that spirit of, of everything one in all the countries in southeast asia it's just i I, I completely agree it's just such an addictive uh community feel and the Mm -hmm. the locals are just so welcoming and yeah that's great so what's your favorite food there i can imagine obviously you're by the rainforest so you've got you know exotic fruits and, and all the things and you're by the sea obviously with all these islands what what would you say is your favorite food
1: I would say that, like my my favorite food, um, has always been, and 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 this is like really like even now that you know I've been I've spent so many years of my life overseas, like I still love Filipino food. It's basically like the food that I will still turn to when I'm stressed, when I'm happy. Um, is actually a, a broth in tamarind. Um, it's called sinigang, um, and it's a soup made up of tamarind broth. Uh, you can actually like uh, use any protein that you like. You could use chicken or beef. Similar to tom yum, it's just more sour in that sense and it's more comforting and it's such a good soup to, you know, like have, especially like on a, on a winter day like this.
0: I was gonna say, yeah, you've picked a favorite food for Canada now. you can try and get some warmth into you,
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 and I'm, I'm glad that like it's actually um thankfully, like you don't need to use real tamarind for it., uh, you can actually have a you know like a powder for it, and I'm glad to have found it here being sold in the local supermarket online, so I can make it anytime.
0: so great yeah we'll have to get the recipe from you (laughs) so I'm fascinated by your story so going back to um what you just started talking about but you seem to be a person who is just who's such a strong go-getter so obviously from losing your dad at such a young age and you you threw yourself into education almost and you knew that that was kind of the um the path that you wanted to go on to probably make him proud right and just and carve yourself a a successful life so yeah you threw yourself into a little business of your own, providing English tutoring to your community at such a young age, which I thought was really cool. Um, and then, really from there, you've always just pushed yourself towards the next big goal and dream, right? So, yeah, run us through your career journey from from that tutoring to to radio DJ and beyond.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot, like, that's been a journey. I think like. A- I think, like at the time that I was, you know, like doing my studies, right? Like all throughout high school um, and university, I also needed to find a way to, um, I would say, supplement my meager allowance, right? Like what, because I, I, after after my dad passed away, um, unfortunately, that presented a lot of financial challenges for my family as well. Um, and I thought that I was going to. You know, like help out my family. i um, not be a burden uh, by, you know. Like, think I, I thought about like what 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 would be like some skills that I could use um and, and to to leverage myself. Um and so I did at first. Like I think like I was around 14, 15. Um I I put up posters um in my neighborhood, like offering my services as an English tutor. So that was the first thing. Um, And then after that, like I I sort of continue that like I was a summer tutor, like for mostly for like primary school kids to expat kids, Japanese and Korean uh, families um, in the Philippines. Um, And then, um, yeah, like when I was in university, um, I took up broadcasting um, as my major um, because I love, uh, you know, like I just love communicating in all forms. Um, And at the same time, absolutely love music. So when I saw an ad, um, actually like searching for radio, student radio DJs uh, for an FM radio station in the Philippines, um, I quickly jumped onto that. Um, Hundreds of kids applied for the program. Um, A bunch of us like got in, um, I think like around like less than 10 kids. And so like we were um, student radio DJs um, for this pop radio station. And that was then my, other side job that really like offered me an insight how the real world works. And also at the same time, like provided me with a great learning experience um, that I could use for my broadcasting degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, did that like for a couple of years um, and then I graduated from university. And then I kind of realized that, you know, like I love, I love being a radio DJ. Like there was, there was like something about being in the radio booth by yourself, like spinning music talking to an invisible audience and like kind of imagining, you know, like the world's out there, right? The people you're communicating to people are sending you me- like requests for songs. They're sending you messages. And so while I love that at the same time, I also thought about, it's not really like such a lucrative job in the Philippines, unfortunately. And I still had that in me that I was the eldest kid Um, I had to like kind of step up for my family, um, for the dire circumstances that we had. And so I thought, okay, like, what have been other career options for somebody like me, who loves communicating, who loves, you know, like spoken word, who loves to deal with people. And so I had um, I I actually jumped into public relations um, as my first job. I was a public relations officer, as I mentioned, for a group of companies uh, with stakes in entertainment, um, and lifestyle and retail. Um, and I thought that that was a lovely first job, especially for like an early twenty-something. I would say brought out the best in me, like skills-wise, but at the same time, like also allowed me to handle different brands mm. at the same time because uh, this company also owned the biggest entertainment venue in the Philippines. I was able to pretty much go into all the concerts um that I love and yeah I think like that was such a big perk for me because I was just like in it um and I've always thought that I was going to leave um my home country because I knew that I wanted to see the big world out there and at the same time also explore other opportunities to well enhance my skills and at the same time also just really like be more financially secure. Mm -hmm. One of my friends like um, actually came home from Thailand. We were having coffee at a Starbucks. And I remember this very clearly. Um, He was like, we were talking about him and how he was quitting his job. And then, and then he had this idea, you know, like replacing him. And I was like, (laughs) what do you mean? Like, like replace you at your job? Like, yeah, like you can replace me at my job. And like, I can recommend you to my boss. He was working at an American law firm as a, as a client relations, you know, person at the time. And. I told myself, oh, you know, like, I think, like, that would be good. That would be a good idea. Why not? Like, let's do it. <laughs> I've never been to Thailand at the time. Um, I, I had zero clue about what the country was all about. But I still went for it. Um, so the conversation that we had was in October. I was on a flight in December to wow. Thailand.
0: Why not, I guess. Was that your first experience of why not? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was like my first big why not moment uh, when I decided to like move to that, to that country. Um, and so, yeah, I replaced him at his job. It was a very different job from my, my PR job in the Philippines. I was pretty much answering found. I was dealing with clients and everything. It was just a very different world. So basically, I was just hustling away in Thailand for like almost three years. I mean, somewhere around that time, I met my boyfriend, now husband, uh, and he was a a student in Thailand studying audio engineering. Kind of kindred spirits in a way, like he came from Malaysia um, and he just went there to Thailand without any clue what Thailand was all about.
0: (laughs) The go-getters, yeah.
1: He kind of was thinking about like the next step for his career um, because he wanted to venture into film. Um, He's a sound recordist for films. And so... He he, kind of uh, suggested the idea of going to Singapore um, at the time, and I had zero idea what Singapore was all about. Again, I've never been to the country; have no idea. Like, I was like, "What's in Singapore?" And he was he he he, he goes like jobs. There's a lot of jobs in Singapore. Um, hmm. And then, I mean, at this time, I was like, what in my mid twenties, and I was just like, you know, I I I love Thailand, but at the same time, I was also like open for anything, and so. We went to Singapore um, in um, February 2011 with just our, our bags and, <laughs> and and our tourist visas. So, so we had 30 days to stay in Singapore and and find a job. Wow. So that was that was the uh, another major why not. And I basically like had another person to do it with. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just
0: like it gets down to like the risk taking too. You've just got to kind of like throw all of your worries and what ifs yeah. out of the window and just be like, okay, why not? And also just like, just take the risk. And yeah. that's so risky. You have 30 days to try and make it work. And then um, you can always go back or figure out your next step. You know, what's the worst that's going to happen? I think that's so, that's so inspiring.
1: Yeah. I can't, like, I, I kind of look back on it right now and I was just like, oh my God, like, what a move. Like just packing your bags. going there Um, i had no idea like what singapore was all about at the same time like we only had like faith in each other faith in our relationship that we were somehow going to make it and so yeah like uh, thankfully like after three weeks i got a a job at a at an agency two years later like there was a a company that just built like uh, you know that just launched in asia called spotify um, mm-hmm. I've been watching I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But in 2013, no one really knew what Spotify was all about. Um, yeah. I was, I was, uh, you know, I'm a big music enthusiast. And so I've been watching Spotify for like since 2010. And I was amazed at the business model of Spotify, like just how you could access an unlimited amount of music, like in your phone, your device. And I was just like blown away by that. And, um, so when, um, that ad came up, there were two things in the ad that I would say like a deterring factor for me to apply. Like that was like, obviously it was a tech PR job and it had zero tech experience. And there was also, it also required a person um, that they wanted to hire like to speak Mandarin, Chinese. Um, And that was not something that like, that was not a language that I spoke. Um, However, I still sent my CV because I was just like, you know what? Why not? The worst that could happen is that they're going to ignore it. So I sent it over three days later, recruiter wants to have coffee with me. Um, And right before we sat down, I actually like had to come clean and say, Hey, look, I have to like, let you know these two things about me. One is that like, I only have, I don't have tech PR experience. I'm more of a lifestyle PR person. And the second one is I don't speak Mandarin. And then I proceeded to talk about why I was passionate about the role and my love affair and music going up. And I guess it kind of worked. Um, and so yeah. <laughs>
0: I, that's genius because your your feet, your foot's already in the door and you've got them in front of you and now they can see you and pick up your energy and your passion. And, you know, if you put that in your resume and you were like, oh, sorry, I don't speak Mandarin, they might've just kind of tossed it aside. I don't know. That's kind of a good tactic.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And I think like, well, I think like it's also good to to be honest about your limitations yeah. And, 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 and I think like what really was also a good lesson here is that like, don't let the job description deter you, right? Like from doing things that like you want to do because Yeah. yeah, like, like I could have just not sent in my CV, right? Like I wouldn't have found the job of my dreams. Right. Yeah, so. let them
0: decide if you're underqualified. Don't don't decide yourself that you're underqualified. You're kind of just doing yourself a disservice. Just let them decide whether or not you're the right person. Yeah, just put yourself forward for it. Yeah. That's awesome. And also I'm so curious. So obviously, in hindsight, if if I could go back in time and be like, oh, this company, Spotify, like I don't know who they are, but maybe I should work for them because they're gonna be multi-million dollar company. So what could you say to people how to pick out these these opportunities and, and actually figure out which ones might actually be a really great opportunity like that?
1: Yeah, I think like that's a really good question. Because a lot of p- young people, I mean, I'm really passionate about like speaking with young people, because I, I actually think that I learn, I learn so much from them. So I mentor like several young people, young women, you know, like young men who try who are trying to get their like, foot in the door in tech, Um, and other industries and like, one of the questions that I am asked the most is how do you get all these cool jobs? Yeah. Right. Like, like, like that's like always a question. And the thing is like, I always really like set the record straight. Like I never look for a cool job. Right. The reason why I'm, I actually landed these roles is because they are aligned with my personal passions. Um, and I, I only look for, for companies or, like, industries that resonate with me on a personal level. Um, so all the companies that I've been affiliated with, like, I can really draw on something significant in my personal experience or my personal passion, which is, like, as a key reason why I joined them. Mm-hmm. Like, the motivation isn't to find, like, a cool job in the first place. Right. Because I believe that, like, if you stand by... are true to your passions and your story and how you're like essentially like how your passions align with your skills and competencies, the right role will come to you. And, you know, like, like, it's not about like, oh, I'm going to find like a big name brand job because I think like that from my personal experience, like I basically joined Spotify, Netflix, even TikTok where people like had zero clue of what these apps are. Mm -hmm. And now they're like household names. Um, but why I joined them was because something deeply resonated with me and what they stood for, like whether it was music or whether it was it was mu- it was the visual imagery or films and or whether it was popular culture.
0: Wow, I think that's awesome. You've obviously got a talent for for finding those cool jobs, but also you're lucky that those cool jobs line up with your passions. But then again, it's it's all you're going to be able to find that passion. If you have that passion, you're going to be able to find that in any job, right? Like you're, if you're doing something that you truly love, it doesn't matter what, like you said, what the brand is or what company you're working for. If you're happy every day and you, you're fulfilled in your career, then yeah, it, it's just a bonus if you end up being like, oh, I worked at TikTok. Oh, I worked at Netflix. Like it's it's just a bonus, yeah.
1: Yeah, great, absolutely, great. absolutely. What's important is that like you really... Are clear about where you want to take your career and your story and your journey um, and have faith, have faith that like your skills and your passions will land you somewhere that you really like.
0: Yeah. And I think that there's a lot said um, to what you said about how you resonated with their mission, because if they have a strong mission and nobody knows who they are, you know, if they have that strong mission and the passion is there, then it's it's not surprising that they grow. And they're this huge company in the future because they had those those kind of backbones and and those roots. So, yeah, really, really cool repertoire. It's cool to chat to you about it. Thanks. Okay, so how did you end up in Canada then? So you're working in Singapore, and you have, you know, all of these, uh, this great career that you've carved out for yourself. Um, what brought you to to setting up life in Toronto last year?
1: Yeah, um, so that's it. This is like the latest why not we've embraced, um, and not <laughs> just like by myself, but like as a family. Um, so basically, like this journey started out a few years ago, um, when my husband and I kind of like really were talking about what what do we need to do like 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 in the future you know our our weddings were done like pretty much we've been set up in our careers like the next pro like the next challenge that we wanted to kind of really get onto was okay like where are we going to stay um and establish like our roots in that sense um singapore has been really good for us Um, we've been able to establish our careers in singapore um and, you know, like I would say, like, I've never ran out of like really good opportunities to do in that country. So I couldn't think it enough. Um, but I think like uh, what was also really challenging about Singapore is their immigration system, um, because they're they're also like the country's like pretty much uh, like a little red dot, like in the middle of Southeast Asia. And it has like seven million people. Um, and so like they're very. Um, I would say, like, strict, they have a very strict immigration policy because they don't want the country to be, like, further saturated. I mean, there are already a lot of Filipino permanent residents, um, you know, like, and so, unfortunately, like, I was not granted that. Um, and so I saw that as a sign that, like, okay, like, we're, we probably, um, you know, like, we can settle here, here permanently, Um, and so it just so happened that like on one of those afternoons a few years ago, like me and my husband were like having this chat and suddenly, like we saw on our, on a Facebook feed, there was a seminar being advertised, like an immigration seminar to Canada. Once again, we had no idea, like we've never been to Canada. We are basically, we like, I've been to the, I, I mean, I've been to the U.S. many times, like, you know, and to visit family and do work, but I've never been to Canada at the time. Um, and so me and my husband were like, you know what? Why don't we just pop by and see like what it's about, right? Like, like won't hurt, you know? So, so we were there, took this. we were at the immigration seminar 2 p.m. By 5 p.m., we were signing up for the service. We were signing up for the service to apply <laughs> as we- <laughs> so it was like very very like things happen very fast
0: so you're you you're not the type of people to sleep on things you're just like let's go (laughs) (laughs) no sleeping on a decision here exactly
1: (laughs) so we were all like yeah okay like we're lodging an application um it took a few years to get there um it was also a good time it also provided us like with enough time to you know like move forward with our careers like really Mm -hmm. think about like whether this is the right choice for us um and all of that So
0: this is permanent residency that you applied for like straight out the bat you you went for permanent it, residency Yeah straight out
1: of the bat after wow. after the seminar we were just like we just paid the deposit and and we were just yeah. like working with the immigration lawyers after that
0: yeah. So how did you broach the subject with, is it your daughter, yeah. did you say? Or your, yeah. yeah. So how did you, did you speak to her before you signed up for this or you just kind of went home and you were like, we're going to Canada.
1: <laughs> yeah. So basically like the other thing is that like my daughter, um, you know, most like grew up in the Philippines um, because like our jobs, like my job, as I said, like required me a lot to fly and, you know, like be away. Like I, I, w- I, I would be unable to like really look after her on a day-to-day basis and so like my she, she has been in the care of my mom um for during this time and i thought that like this was also like a really good opportunity to bring her um you know like like to get so and for us to live together in one country finally after so many years and so like when i you know like i had to speak to her and explain to her like why you know like why this was a decision that we're making yeah. Thankfully, like my mom also was supportive of the decision. Uh, and so, yeah, like after, you know, we applied as a family and after a few years we got the, you know, like we got our, our permanent residencies and thinking about, okay, when would be a good time to, uh, you know, to go. Um, we went here on a holiday last year just to see what things are like and then COVID happened. Um, so after, you know, like after a few months of this COVID situation, we kind of had a chat about do we do we think that it's going to be a good idea to move. Um, and so I think like we've had that chat. And I think like within the next week or so, you know, like we made the decision to move and set everything in motion. And by yeah, like, um, I, and by October, we went back to the Philippines for a few days, uh, took my daughter, um, and. By, by the mid of November, we were on our way to Canada and made our like official landing as, as permanent residents
0: Wow, and I guess the good thing about growing up in the Philippines and then obviously Singapore is your daughter's been exposed to so many cultures already, and she's had that experience of of living and and, and making friends with with all different types of of people. And obviously, her English is it was probably really really fluent because of living in Singapore. Um, so, how has she adjusted to? Is, is she gone into high school now?
1: Yeah, so she's actually like um, spent most of her life in the Philippines. Pretty much like she joined here in the middle of you know like the second quad, um, and so she joined as a grade ten student. I was I didn't expect that. I thought she was going to be in grade nine, but apparently like with the grading system here, she's now in grade ten. Um, so she was actually um, assessed uh, by the school, and like they saw that like yeah, her English is great. Like. So she was like in an advanced placement class and everything. Um, So I think like it's actually like doing quite well. Um, Although I think like right now she's of course struggling uh, with the online learning because I think like a lot of the adjustment comes with like not being able to meet your classmates on a day-to-day basis and I think like it's important right
0: yeah of course you're missing that yeah I was gonna say you're missing all of that social time and meeting Canadians and making friends at school and
1: yeah but it's
0: challenging enough as it is to start a new school and, and move countries as a as a kid so
1: yeah yeah that's that's really tough so I think like that's a part that like she's gonna like coming to terms with because you know like when she's oh, a teenager so having to move to school and, actually find a new set of friends, like, you know, establish new relationships. Like, it's not easy, like, with, uh, with COVID and, like, just seeing people on a screen.
0: Right. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I can only imagine. So what have you guys been doing as a family to to embrace Canada and, and try and get out there and maybe meet new people? What, what have you been what have you found useful as a family to do to, to, to help with your settlement?
1: Yeah, well, I think like um, the past few weeks, like we've been super busy with like moving, like fixing our home, trying to make it into a home and also like getting uh, to be more familiar with like our immediate area. So there's been a lot of like, um, you know, like outdoor walks, like to nearby parks. I think like that's one. Um, we're also we've also like just uh, registered for our um, like Toronto, like uh, e uh, like accounts so that like that will allow us to to use some of like recreational facilities, um, including skate parks. Um, so hopefully, like, we'll be able to, like, get a session, escape session, um, over the coming weekend.
0: So what's that? Elaborate on that a little bit. What is that? E-Fund?
1: Yeah, the Toronto, it's basically, like, the Toronto E-Fund, uh, e e-f- like, uh, E-Fund, like, fun, F-U-N. Um, yeah, like, website. So basically, like, um, I, I found out that you can't, um, you can't use the skate parks um unless you've actually registered there so 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 i got like a family number um you know got our account and you can actually use your your family number in your account to also like uh you know book uh facilities like barbecue pits like sign up for camp so good. yeah like like and i was like amazed by that um so so i i did it um i got the numbers um trying to set up a, a skating session. Um, and then, yeah, like I, I think like those are like the things that we've been doing for now. Um Unfortunately, we haven't met like any new people beyond school um or you know pretty much like um the people that I already know with my network here um from friends and family. Um, because of the lockdown but hopefully like uh, yeah we'll be meeting more new people soon when like this whole crisis ends
0: it can't go on forever and then yeah we'll be even more social than before because we'll be just so happy to be connecting yeah I guess that's what happens we were just talking about this before we logged on the call that all these podcasts are like popping up through quarantine because everyone's just like who how can I meet new people and so you're the same as me you're obviously chatting to new people through your podcast and and meeting people that way and then yeah hopefully when things get back to normal or what the new normal will be yeah i we can meet up in toronto and um yeah we can you can you guys can meet new people too
1: i know i would love to join one of your meetup sessions like if you you decide to resume them uh, when the world heals
0: yes oh i definitely will for sure so we'll be adding more events to our event tab on the website and if you're in toronto um yeah, definitely come check out our events, and and Belle will be there, and uh, yeah, well, that will be great, something to look forward to. <laughs> so, if you had to share one lesson that you've learned so far about life in Canada to another newcomer, what 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 would it be?
1: Yeah, I think like uh, it's it's it, there's been a lot of like new lessons. Um, I think like the biggest lesson that like I've learned um so far is really like. Net, don't underestimate the power of your network, um, friends and family. Mm-hmm. I think like it's important uh, to not live in a bubble, um, especially like when you're a newcomer and try to figure things out by yourself. Um, I think like it's, it's good to, um, to actually branch or like extend yourself out there even ahead of time of you coming um, so that you'll be able to like forge necessary connections like people are are very much willing to help out especially like when you're new here and probably you know this already Kate Um, and uh, I think like you know like we found our real estate agent um, a few months before coming here when my husband joined a Malaysians in Toronto group. Um, and then like, yeah, like I got people like introducing me to different people like so that I can ask questions. like things like just finding the best deal for internet or finding the best deal for insurance. like these come from like trusted sources in your network. And so I think like it's important uh, to to actually like forge those relationships and don't be afraid to ask. Yeah.
0: Oh, and start it pre-arrival. Exactly. That's such a good point. What you just said, like, don't just wait until you land to to do these things. You know, these people are online and in these Facebook groups and you can start making those uh, steps before you arrive too. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Like, like there's this group called New New in Toronto. and I found it like such a helpful resource. And what I'm doing now too is kind of like also giving my take on things mean, um, and trying to give back like some of the tips um, that I found as well
0: yeah oh that's really important too yeah when you when you get your feet you can pass it on for sure yeah that's so great. yeah so where can people find you if um yeah they want to check out the podcast and more about what you do where 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 can we go to to learn more about
1: you Yeah, so uh, basically, pretty much uh, at the moment, you know, I'm kind of like still figuring out like what I'm going to do next. Um, Not just like in my, you know, like, not just like for my podcast, but also like in my real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the meantime, I would love to hear uh, from people like who have embraced why not, you know, like why not as a key question or as a North Star um, in various ways. Um, and also like some story ideas. And please have a listen to my podcast and let me know what you think. I really value everyone's feedback. Um, pretty much like you can listen over um, to why not the podcast at why not Dot com. That's why not the podcast. Buzzsprout. Um, and uh, send us an email at hello at whynotpodcast.com. That's hello at whynotpodcast.com
0: fantastic we'll put it all in the show notes as well and um oh Belle, it's just been a pleasure you are a ray of sunshine i'm so happy to have met you and to to chat about all these things and yeah you're one month in but you'd never know you're just so confident and so inspirational so thank you for your time
1: thank you kate um and uh best of luck uh, keep on the showcasing sunshining all these inspirational stories of people who are new to canada
0: thank you so, so much for listening. As always, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. And then if you're loving the show so far, recommend us to your friends. Spread word and help us grow this exciting community. Until next week.